0: How are we doing, everybody? I am Jeff Hoke here with Kevin Perdillos and Chris Henrique. And as always, this is to Takes a Boston Bruins podcast brought to you by uh, Beyond the Monster. Um, great start uh, to the season. I'll say right off the bat, Chris Henrique got his uh, hot take right. Uh, four and one, he said, uh, over that five-game okay. stretch. So we sure did. Uh, he was four and one. Kevin was three and two. And I was also three and two over that stretch. But no, uh, Chris Henrique, as always, was correct. Um, and uh, we will see how he does when we go over the next three games for that coming up. But first, let's dive in a little bit to the last five games. Uh, we had a four and one start to the seat of the five and one, technically. Um, they won 6 3 over Arizona, won 5 3 over Florida, lost 7 to 5 in a wild one. Uh, in Ottawa, uh, won two to one in shootout over Anaheim and won four to three in their last game in overtime against the Minnesota wild. Kevin, we'll start with you. Uh, what did you see over that stretch that uh, kind of uh, intrigued you a little bit?
1: Well, they're, they're, they played some good, good teams. So the fearless wins were good wins against good teams. Um, my not so optimistic, take away from it was we're blowing a lot of leads we're giving up a lot of two goal leads three goal leads whatever it may be and um yes we're still pulling out the wins but as we get later in the season and as we kind of progress into the more strength of the schedule you got to play better defense. That's kind of what it's coming down to. You got to be able to hold those leads. You got to be able to not let these two goal leads slip away. And I get it. They're maybe they're still trying to figure each other out. Whatever it may be. You know, it's early. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yep. But you cannot keep blowing these leads. If Eventually, you... it's gonna.
0: I, I was talking to you. I was talking to one of my uh, uh, radio co-hosts. He played with Jim Montgomery at UMaine. Uh, And it appears that uh, Montgomery is kind of running with with McAvoy and Grizzly both out right now until at least December. It appears that, you know, they're kind of going like a run and gun offense. You know, they're kind of abandoning the defense and just going all in on the offense. And that's why you're seeing the high percentage shot so much. I'm not saying that it's a bad, it's, it's a good thing. Because I I totally agree with you that, you know, the defense needs to step up here because it has been a massive issue. If you look at if you look at that Senators game seven to five, I mean, they never led in that game, but you're giving up seven goals and you don't want to do that in the NHL, especially uh, toward Senators team. That is, I mean, subpar this year so far, Uh, Chris, what's your take? I
2: just to kind of piggyback really on <clears throat> on Kevin, you know, it's um I and I've been kind of saying this since we started recording the new season. Um the defense scares me, you know, they're um I, I don't think you can sustain trying to score five, six goals a game over the course of a grind of a full NHL season, so it makes me nervous. Um I think, you know, obviously wait until around Thanksgiving and I will have a better idea of really what this team kind of looks like, but you know, the defense, the defense scares me. The defense makes me nervous. You know, they have, but then again, they, they don't have a boy in there. They, they haven't had, uh, you know, Carlos has been out the last handful of games. Uh, looks like he's getting close to coming back. Another um, concussion, you know. It, so I think once they kind of get the, you know, the blue line, to full health, we'll be able to better assess. But over the long term, they're they're able to no team will be able to sustain, you know, trying to score five six goals a game and playing in these shootouts. As like Ottawa, because um, the local radio hosts really kind of killed the Bruins for losing to Ottawa. Um, huh. Ottawa's not the same team as they were last year. You know, they've added to their roster. Um, they have scores now. Yeah, have they started the season the way that they thought they would? No, probably not. But th- it's still a better roster. But that is a byproduct of playing bad defense is what that game was. So, um, so yeah, the defense concerns me. But I absolutely love the way that it's not just one or two dudes that are scoring. Everybody's scoring. They're getting the puck moved around really well. Um, and that's, that's been good to see everybody's getting involved in the scoring and, and the winning. So let's, let's talk about a, about a trending up here and then I'll bring in a trending
0: down before uh, we move on. Trending up seems to be Nick Foligno, uh who, you know, last year scored three goals and has already matched that output this year. Um, Kevin, can he, can he plausibly sustain this output that he's putting up right now compared to last year?
1: I mean, I guess it's plausible. Like Anything's plausible. Um, Yeah, it's possible. And, you know, I'm not going to rule anything out, but at the end of the day, I think we we know who Nick Foligno is as a player. I think he is somewhere between what we saw last year and what we're seeing right now, right? Like he's kind of that, he's going to fall somewhere in that happy medium. He could be that kind of streaky guy that goes on these runs for, four or five games and and we'll need that you know you the good teams have depth pieces that can do that and Foligno I think is one of those guys that's going to help and if he continues to do even really I don't want to say half we're going to need more than half of what he's doing but 75 percent of what he's doing then we're, we're in good shape you know that's that's a good piece that we kind of weren't really banking on coming into this year so um good to see glad glad he's playing well because in the long long term we're going to need it
0: so uh, Chris uh, obviously I, I'll ask you the same question can Foligno uh, keep up this this scoring output but can can he keep playing this well and not just scoring wise but I mean he seems to be like a new man rejuvenated he, seem, he seems to be in more of a fighting mood now uh, he wants to fight other players. You see it uh, quite a bit now with him. You just see it in his eyes. Can, can you keep this up?
2: Uh, yeah, I think where he's currently slotted is good. You know, he's a bottom six player um, at this point in his career. So he's in a good spot from a line standpoint. Um, he's healthy. You know, he's um, he's had back issues and things like that in the past. And it feels like, and it seems like that he's healthy. He had a good comment the other day um, where he was quoted by saying that he loves being a Bruin. Uh, this is all coming from a dude that we possibly didn't think was going to be on this roster where they were trying to move that money. He got waived things along those lines. Sometimes, you know, there's this like old saying where sometimes the best moves, the best trades that you make are the ones you don't make. Maybe in this case here, not moving on from Felino. Is a good thing, you know. He looks like he's skating better. He just he looks like a, a different player. He just looks he just looks healthy, and I and I think that's a huge reason for it. And whatever whatever Kool Aid that Montgomery has, these guys drinking, they all seem to be performing, yeah. you know, really well under the new under the new coach too. So, um if he could just go out there and continue to be a leader, um you know, play that physical style of hockey that I we've seen him play now in the last handful of games. You know, if this dude ends up scoring ten goals this year, I think that's great, considering what he was last year. Anything more than ten, that I feel like that that's just gravy. And and in 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 again, he's just another leader without having to wear an A on the sweater. So I'm happy with the way that he's played.
0: So let's move on to a someone who is down, and I mean, I I think we can all agree on this one. Jack Jack Stenico. Uh, he had his chance. He had his opportunity. Obviously, the other uh, I think it was it against either Minnesota or Anaheim and did not look good at all. Uh, And it does not appear, you know, it seems seems like it's a one and done kind of thing with Montgomery. If you mess up once on your chance, then you're not going to get a second chance. So what, Kevin, what do we think the next step for Jack Stanika is?
1: The next step? um, I don't know, but all I got shoved down our throats for the last eight, nine, 10, 11 months was Cassie didn't like young guys. So I don't know. I mean, I thought, I thought this guy was supposed to like the younger dudes and apparently not. Um, so that's kind of playing devil's advocate here of, wow. Uh, what? It's all Cassie's fault that the young guys don't play well, but um, no, I mean, I think, I, I think it's just, you know, kind of stirring the pot a little bit. Um I don't know what's next. I think he has more in him. And if that is the mentality that, you know, you screw up once and you're done, I think we're going to see another Cassidy-esque type move, right? Where two, three, three years from now, he's gone because we're going to get the same narrative that the young guys don't like him, you know? And because ruling out the ops, like just putting it out there that, well, maybe this young guy's not that good at hockey. That's out of the question. It's always we, a coach's fault. yeah. We we can't just, we
0: just we can't, remember that. Yeah, we can't bash on uh, Jack Stanika. That's just that's blasphemy. That is that is not allowed. Yeah, uh, it's that, it's a coach's the man, fault. The man has quads of steel, uh, and that is what he is known for is having quads of steel. Um no, I mean,
1: and you know what? Like being all seriousness, right? He he plays against Anaheim, and it's his first game. Gets eight minutes on the ice. Uh, I don't want to bash him because you, when you play one game, it you you don't know. It sometimes takes a handful of games to get your feet underneath you. So I think he's only, what, 23, 24 years old, something like that. He's still a young dude. Um, I think he would be a nice piece if he can get to get it going to kind of take over the, that third, fourth line role where maybe I'd more or less like to see maybe either Smith or Frederick down on that fourth line. Um, but we'll see. I, I think he gets it going. I think Stunik is a, a good player. He just has to get, get his confidence back and get
0: his feet underneath him. What say you, Chris, before we move on?
2: Yeah, so, you know <clears> – <throat> um here's my thing with stanika i'm not going to go and i know the narrative obviously with you know the bruins didn't want to play the younger players last year now the younger guys are getting a shot maybe it's a game and then they're done stanika you know he had he had that turnover he had that two costly penalties in that game he just he didn't look good right the reason why i think that he Still is going to have an opportunity. One is he's still with the club. And two was the comments that Montgomery made after the game. I like that he he didn't have to go and share with the media his conversation about telling him to keep his head up um, and that it's a hard game, but it's part of being a pro. Talked about ups and downs and how you handle adversity. I think Bruins know that, that maybe Stunika can play. I think, is it just, is it what's going on between the pipes with him? You know what I mean? Is is the mental side of it is what's causing Stunika's issues. And it makes sense too. If you're a bubble roster fringe player like that, you know what I mean? Any little mistake that you may make, of course your mind's going to, you know, go when, and then you, you know, you're, you're going to let your mind take over. So um, I'm not ready to, I don't think there weren't a spot to necessarily bash Stunika because, um, we haven't gotten to see a lot of him in Montgomery's system. So I think that the, I think the stud can help him uh, help them rather, or Studnik is going to be a piece in a trade and you know what I mean? It, it coming down the line. And if that's the case and he gets to play there, you know, I, what I, what I'm not going to do is anoint these young players, like the next coming. Right. Because we did that with some of the, you know, Ryan Donato, remember Ryan Donato, like everybody, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was the next big thing, and you know what I mean? Like we haven't heard really squat about Donato since he got traded. You know, Studnik could he probably was, fall he in was that scene. Still in the league, honestly. You know what I mean, how about like J? Remember JFK? That was with the uh, Jacob. Uh, it was Becca's Berg uh, Carlson
1: or something? Yeah, yeah, I loved that guy.
2: I loved him in, in like I think it was like NHL, yeah. like twenty or something. I used to always trade for him because in like three years he became a second line center. But, um, so yeah, I think the whole narrative of like fans just got to calm the stuff down when it's like, Hey, they're not playing the young kids. They're not playing the young kids. Let's put it into perspective. None of these quote young kids are massive impact players anyway. You know, let's just have the best players out there with this team. They're five, one and whatever they're playing really good hockey. They're gelling keep it as what it is, integrate the young guys here or there, and then we go with it. We're not in a position where the Bruins have to be playing these younger players, and I think that that is something that we weren't expecting.
1: Yeah, that bottom six, kind of piggybacking one last comment, that bottom six is, is, is exactly what Chris should is saying. It should just almost be a revolving door of who's playing well because really you're – bottom six or even bottom three, you know, you, you would like a stable third, third line or at least consistent, but that third, fourth line, you know, you're okay with who's hot, who's playing well, shove them in there because your first and second line should really be your production lines, getting your goal scoring, getting your offensive production out of it. So um, I think what Chris is saying, you're right. You, you got we're not talking about the next Sydney Crosby here. <laughs> we're, we're talking about depth pieces, right? Like these guys are, you know, if we get 15 goals out of them, that's a win. <laughs> it, you're not gonna win a Stanley Cup by your second line
0: center scoring 15 goals.
2: If you get 15 goals out of Stud Nika, yeah. I think right. that's more it, than a win. It, that is you trade for a first round you know, pick
0: immediately. It, is what you do? <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It, it's like
1: it's like your third, fourth starter winning. 15 games for you in the MLB. It's like, uh, yep, that's a friggin' bonus and a half. So, yeah, so, just depth
2: so pieces. You're not really. Set- if we really want to go nerd stats with baseball, it's like having a 135 WRC plus. Oh Jesus Christ!
0: Oh God, <laughs> Jesus, don't even go there with me.
2: That hurts my brain just thinking about um
0: uh, <laughs> anal- anal- analytics it. bitches. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Before we get to the next three and wrap wrapping this up, I want to discuss a photo that was released today. Uh they had their like Halloween thing today, uh the Bruins did, and they all dressed up as Mario characters. And uh naturally, uh naturally, the main focal point was the fact that uh Bergeron was Mario and uh Marshan was Luigi. Okay, obviously. Uh now, now there's some interesting picks in here. Okay, there's some interesting picks in here. You had Derek. Yeah, Derek Forbart as uh, Princess Peach. I don't know how he drew that straw, but he did. And my uh, my takeaway was uh, the perfect one is uh, Linus Allmark as Toad. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think there is a better fit for Toad than Linus Allmark. Are, are, we, are we agreeing on this as a whole, boys, or you guys uh, see something else here?
1: No, I. I agree, but I, the one I'm looking at right now that I think is kind of ironic was uh, Carlo as Donkey Kong. It's kind of like it, – it's kind of spot on. I think he's just this big dude, but if you ever play like Smash Bros or whatever, yeah, when he's healthy, you would kick the shit out of you, but he's got to stay healthy. He's kind of easy to beat, you know?
0: Chris? I, I I I know what your uh, shock ties are about. I just got the same message as you. But anyway, uh, it's, that's football related. Um, I'll, I'll text you in the group chat there. It's fantasy related, it's fantasy, it's fantasy related for me too. Uh,
1: I just saw it. Yeah, I yeah. just... You just saw yeah, it too. Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. No, that James, helps me, I think. James Robinson has been traded to the New York Jets. Uh, wow. That, that is a big move. Uh, for Hockey
1: the, pod breaking football news. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't see this every day. Uh, but chris no. what about this about this group photo uh what yeah what what is like, your break what is your breakdown of it what what did you break
2: down of it here one what i love about it is it's oh you're already you're already seeing that this like this team the camaraderie like you know what i mean like this is this is a it's a it's a group that's already it's already meshing um and i think you get a really good look at the personalities i think forbert in the uh, princess costume. I think that that fits him perfectly. <laughs> uh, he looks like he's enjoying the costume. Um, you know, I'm surprised with uh, Swayman's choice. He actually looks like he's got like a weird, like sex collar around his neck. Um, but, uh, but no, I think the toad is perfect for, uh, for uh, all Mark. But uh, I actually, I got to tell you, I think Brandon Carlo is Donkey Kong. I think he's the, I think he's the one.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's, let's, let's admit it here too. Swayman as Bowser. That's an underrated one. That's that's why you don't see often. Well, that's what I mean.
2: Like I said, he's got that weird collar. So it looks like a sex choker collar. There, yeah. around, around his neck.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's his own. I don't know. We, we 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 don't we don't get into that stuff on this pod. But it might be. You never know. You know I had
2: a bad. Uh, <laughs> oh. But yeah, no. I. I my biggest um. My my biggest takeaway, though, again, is it just feels like that the team is really meshing. It seems like a group of guys that like playing with one another. Um, I know all the all hockey you know teams are going to do this too with Halloween coming around, but I know, it just it feels different with this Bruins team. It just feels different than it has in the last handful of years. Maybe it's you know they know Bergeron and then The time is getting close, but I don't know. It just to me, it feels like this is a, a different vibe with this Bruins team. Like I, I'm going to say it early. I. I Feel like this team could win a cup it just so, feels that different right now well with this team
0: you, you say that too and you you look at it uh um, uh, like you, you you saw obviously the tick tock that they've been doing you know they did tick tock when midnight uh the taylor swift album midnight's release, and they did that whole you know jeremy swayman on the floor shirtless uh they did the little uh pan around him and all that yep. stuff i mean just seeing stuff like that it, it just it's really good uh team bonding in a way to see something like that and as corny as it looks, I mean, th- this is this is the basis of 2022 in our generation of NHL is, you know, you, you try to get to these kids through, you know, TikTok, Twitter, all this stuff. Uh, and they're, they're doing exactly that right now. And I, I, I applaud whoever the social media manager is for uh, the Boston Burns because they're doing a heck of a job. Um, moving on uh, for our final segment, of course, is looking ahead to the next three and hot takes. The next time we will be back on here will be on Halloween night. So if y'all want to wear a costume, feel free. I'm not I, I probably won't, but uh if Chris wants to come on wearing a costume, I'm sure he will. He has never hasn't disappointed us yet.
2: Never never. Know.
0: He has never disappointed never us yet. Um and I'm excited to see what it could be. Uh so uh Kevin, next three. Uh tomorrow versus Dallas, uh Thursday versus D- Detroit and Friday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, prediction for the next three. Three you oh. now Okay, I like that.
1: Yep, short and sweet. I think we're just like Chris said. I think we're we're the team's getting along, they're vibing well. There, there is a good morale. It seems like within the locker room, um, and really, <clears throat> out of these three teams, they're they're not bad teams, but they're middle of the road. And I think the Bruins are on a path right now that they're. Playing really good hockey, so I think three three wins are coming out.
2: Chris. All right, so I'm not gonna say they're gonna go three and zero. Kick them off the pod. Or
1: uh, kick them off. Kick them off.
2: Nope, nope. So we're strictly doing the next three, right? Through November first.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, th- through uh, October 31st.
2: All right, so I see them beating Detroit at home. Um, they're going to travel to Columbus. It's the it's the day after playing the home game against Detroit. Um, I can see them putting up an L there because remember the last time they played the back-to-back? They didn't look so hot going into the next game. Hopefully, it's not a trend that continues on. Um, and then they go to Pittsburgh, and I see them beating Pittsburgh.
0: What? I see them beating uh, John Henry's crew.
2: So I'm going to go with
0: I miss Pittsburgh, so I think Virginia.
2: they're going to go two and one. Okay. Yeah, so I could see them going two and one in that stretch. Ideally, maybe two zero oh, and one. You know what I mean? Like if they get, I don't know, like an overtime, but I don't know. I, I see them at least two wins in that that little run there. Um, I think they're going to beat the Stars tonight. I don't really have any concerns necessarily there. Um, it's that Blue Jackets game because it's out, coming off the you know it's the back to back. That's what concerns me.
0: Um, so two and one for you, okay. Don't worry, Kevin. I'm gonna go three now. Don't worry. You don't have to kick me off the pod. You can't kick me off the pod anyway. I host this thing, so it'd be kind of hard for you to do that. Well, I don't know. I mean,
1: Chris just said that they're gonna win the Stanley Cup, so that's
2: we're just <laughs> so so I did well. Look, if my predictions keep coming true over the course of this season in these little runs here, and I go and then they, they win the cup. I gotta tell you what, we have the audio. So, Jeff, just make the notation. The day, roughly the time, because you know we have the audience. I already have
1: my predictions for the three games after that, and you guys aren't going to like it. So,
0: no yeah, well, it gets tougher after that. So, uh, any final thoughts before we uh, close up shop and go watch some uh, Monday Night Football uh, with the Patriots and uh, Kevin goes to get his drinking on at, at the bar that's five minutes away.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, I think the Patriots will beat the Jets. I mean, the Bears rather. I got the Jets in mind because that trade. The Bears handedly tonight, uh, Mac makes his return. I really hope for the sake of Mac Jones that he, he's going to probably be a little rusty, but I hope he plays well because I don't know if I want to listen to the calls on sports radio already asking about, again, keep asking about, should the Patriots trade so-and-so and try to get a first-round first <laughs> for All right, let's stop that. He's not. A, you're not going to get a first-round pick for him. You maybe could get a first-round pick from Mac, but why would you do that? Both players make nothing for money. Yeah. So let's let's just pump the brakes at that. I think the Patriots the Patriots get the uh, get the W, and then I would I would just stay close to Twitter. I would have you noties on because I think that there's you know if if Mar if uh Marino Pepin is right, I think some news is going to break.
0: He seems like Gordon a trustable. He City seems like big, I said it to you. I said it to you guys all over the text. It seems like a trustable, um, trust trustworthy guy um and uh if not well you know uh, kevin's gonna break some kneecaps basically um so we will uh see what happens on that end um
2: yeah, more than kevin i want to do dude's kneecaps if he's wrong
0: uh, oh yeah no yeah he hits the whole city of boston will be coming after him if that's the case and uh, you don't want that you saw how philadelphia was yesterday you know boston's uh boston's a lot worse than that uh so without further ado as always i am jeff oak That is Kevin Perdidos, and that is Chris Henrique. And we will be back on Halloween night to celebrate Halloween and also talk about some more Bruins on the next edition of Shorthanded Takes a Boston Bruins podcast brought to you by Beyond the Monster. Have a great night, guys.